Hello, Zimbabwe. You are listening to Studio 7 Live Talk. We are coming to you live from the Voice of America in Washington. I'm your host, Sitandegile Mshanga. Tonight, we are discussing the move by opposition leader Nelson Chamisa, who says he's abandoning the Citizens Coalition for Change Party, citing infiltration by ZANU-PF and its agents, an allegation which the ruling party denies. But first, former President Donald Trump, uh, the likely Republican presidential nominee, is threatening to torpedo a deal that would free up $106 billion in foreign and uh, spending for Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan and tighten immigration rules that the White House and senators from both parties have worked on for months. Uh, correspondent uh, Wita Kuswara has this report. Backed by voters who consider immigration the most important issue in the 2024 race, former president and likely Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump won the New Hampshire primary Tuesday. We have millions and millions of people flowing into our country illegally. They come from prisons and they come from mental institutions. The victory is likely to embolden Trump to pressure Republican lawmakers to avoid a compromise on an immigration deal. He said on social media last week that Republicans should not agree to a border deal unless they get everything needed to shut down what he called an invasion by millions of people. The White House and senators from both parties have worked for months to hash out a deal that would provide $106 billion in security aid for Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan. Republicans insist that it include funding to secure the border and a tightening of immigration rules. Last week, President Joe Biden said he was hopeful the package would pass at least the Senate. Now the question is for the Speaker and the House Republicans. Are they ready to act as well? Immigration activists are pessimistic. Congressional Republicans are not willing to put uh, good faith policies on the table that bring it bring into place a humane and orderly processing at the border and maintain asylum. Uh, instead, we're seeing far right Republicans dominate the debate, including former President Trump. The border issue fires up the Republican base and passing a bill that Democrats can claim as a win could hurt Republican messaging in an election year. They don't want to do anything that might benefit Joe Biden and take this issue of the border off the table for the 2024 campaign. As wars in Gaza and Ukraine continue to rage, foreign policy has become more of a concern among Americans this year. An AP North Center poll found 60 percent of Americans say foreign policy should be a top focus for 2024, up from 41 percent last year. 35 percent cite immigration as a top concern an increase from 27%. Patsy Widakuswara, Viewing News, Washington. And as the Israel Defense Forces continue their operations against Hamas in Gaza, children in the West Bank and East Jerusalem are facing their own security challenges as a result of the conflict-related violence. VOA Celia Mendoza reports from East Jerusalem's Arab Beit Hanina neighborhood. Ten-year-old Ode Ahmad Jalin puts on a brave face as family members and friends mourn the death of his younger sister, Rukaya. 
I used to play with her, and now I miss her. I lost my hope. His four-year-old sister was accidentally shot by Israeli forces on January 7, while riding with her mother in the back seat of a chair taxi that was crossing the checkpoint near the village of Bek Iksa. Israeli border police say a car driving behind the girl and her mother did not stop to be inspected, prompting Israeli security forces to shoot at the car and inadvertently hitting the car the girl was riding in. We do not know why this happened. We were surprised by the shooting at cars and Rukaya was martyred because of that. How do I feel now? I miss my daughter. She was my favorite daughter and my youngest female child. Israeli officials said the incident was under investigation. VOA spoke with Jonathan Kriggs, chief of communications at UNICEF Estado Palestine, about the situation for children in the West Bank. 85 children have been killed in the West Bank in the past 12 weeks, in the past 13 weeks, basically since the 7th of October. That is already the double of the year 2022. Living in fear has become a part of daily life for children like Ode, who sometimes confuse reports of the fighting in Gaza with what is happening in the West Bank. If I play outside, I will die, because now they are bombing schools, universities and hospitals. Destruction, wars and killing are the reason many children are deprived of their childhood. The closest example is my daughter, the children of Gaza, the children of Janine and the children of the Palestinian people. They are all exposed to gunfire. It's not just the children, also men, youth and women. Information to which children are exposed daily. They know, they know, they know, they tell us uh, every day how we can learn every day and how we can live normally and we say we see other children in Gaza, they, uh, children uh, they die every day in horrible ways, so it's so so hard for them. This is why we are calling all parties to uh, basically restrain uh, 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 and, and do everything possible to diminish this um, conflict-related violence. Violence in which children are the most vulnerable. Celia Mendoza, VOA News, East Jerusalem. And back to our topic, we are discussing the move by Nelson Chamisa to abandon his CC party, which he has led for two years, accusing ZANU-PF of being involved in the recalls of party members in councils and parliament by one Senges Ochabang, whom he describes as an imposter and not the interim secretary general of the party, as he claims. Insiders say Chamisa is set to launch a new party, but ZANU-PF Information and Public City Director Farai Marapira told Studio 7 Chamisa is responsible for the disintegration of his party because he does not follow democratic principles. This will be the second time Chamisa has lost control of a political party as he initially lost control of the MDC alliance to Mr. Douglas Monsora. Now, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. In times of change, when the world seems uncertain, 
And what we hear doesn't reflect what we see. We seek the truth. When we are told only part of the story, we lose trust. In moments of crisis, our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depends on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture. For those just joining us, this is Live Talk, coming to you live from Studio 7 at the Voice of America in Washington. To discuss our topic in depth, we welcome our guests, Reverend Wilfred Domingo, Secretary General of the Zimbabwe Council of Churches, and Bernard Begilizuenlovu, an independent political commentator, former student activist, and former Alliance for People's Agenda, APA, party chairman for the South African branch. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. We'll start with uh, you, uh, Reverend uh, Domingo. We have seen uh, the developments uh, in CCC and what the party leader is saying, that he's abandoning the party. Uh, what is your perspective on the issue? Uh, thank you. Um, for, for us, as a church, it's a, a very great development. Uh, in our country, in as far as democracy and the electoral processes are concerned, uh, because what we we are seeing is that the power has become more important than the welfare of the people and citizens of this nation, uh, because we are talking of a man who got put percent um, that's uh, of the people who voted in August 2023. That's five months ago. And uh, each part in 73, um, and, and then 27 for women, and reserved for, this is reserved for the, for the youth. And you can see a number of people uh, invested their trust uh, and loyalty to Advocate Nelson Chamisa and Triple C. And what we are seeing now. Uh, it simply means that uh, the opposition triple C is no longer a formidable opposition party um, which people voted for. Because in any democracy, it is important to have a, a strong political party. And what we are seeing now um, shows that uh, our country has got a, a, a very big problem uh, a, a political problem that needs to be solved. This is why uh, in 2019 as a church, we called for what we called a Sabbath call. Because the question is, all what we are seeing here um, is caused by the question that has never been asked. Is Zimbabwe ready for a future? We've seen these kind of things happening five months after a general election. It's a very worrisome development. It's a very sad development for democracy in our country. And uh, it renders uh, electoral processes uh, irrelevant uh, when people uh, go to election, elect the leaders of their choice, and uh, 
politics becomes the major thing at the expense of um, the lives of the people. And we are where we are now because of the abuse of the uh, the section uh, that has been widely used to disempower the electorate, the recall, the perfection in our constitution. It has resulted in where we are now, where people who have been, uh, uh, leaders have been voted by people are uh, just recalled by an individual. Politics comes into play, and uh, we, we are where we are now. I know that uh, the politicians in their context, they look at this and say this is just politics. But for us as a church and the majority of the people of Zimbabwe, this is not only politics, but this is more about the lives of the people of Zimbabwe. Because now we, are, we continue to be in a, a, a electoral mode and continue the disputation at the expense of development and uh, um, what really matters for the people of this country. Thank you so much uh, for your view. We cross over to you, Mr. Bernard Begelizu and Lofu. Yes, uh, what is your comment on the latest developments? You have heard what uh, Reverend Timingu has said. Uh, I think it's, a, it's an unfortunate development for, for the people of Zimbabwe in general, an unfortunate uh, development for democracy and uh, history and future uh, for, for, for Zimbabweans. But one wants to um, look at this critically, and not just uh, you know get carried away with the emotion of the matter. What's interesting about the whole development is the fact that um, rather let me say in an institution or organization, leadership is uh, viewed as you know the group that sets the strategy for for the organization or for an institution. I think that uh, the leadership of, of, of the CCC, led by um, advocate Nelson Chamisa, sat down, came up with um, a strategy. Ironically, that strategy was meant to stop any form of infiltration that could have come up from the NPF, but actually achieved the opposite. It, it achieved infiltration. What this means, I do not know what did, you know, uh, Nelson Chamisa and, and, and his, his, his leaders, the group of leaders, are planning to do now. But in a normal, you know, institution, organization, when leadership makes such huge, you know, mistakes that have uh, huge repercussions in terms of the welfare of the institution, they actually step down and say, we have failed in a big way. Um, we we use this strategy hoping to achieve these results, but achieve the opposite. Um, so while I really sympathize with uh, the, the disintegration of, of of CCC, I also think that uh, you know they they, they practice they did not practice democracy. They 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 ran a party that had no structures. They ran a party that had no constitution, hoping to achieve. Uh, this result, but actually achieved the opposite. If I were them right now, I'd be thinking of I failed. I think I should uh, now allow others who could come up with better ideas to to lead, because Zimbabweans want leadership. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, uh, Reverend Timingu, what do you think could have been the best strategy under the circumstances? And what do you think uh, should be done next, in your own view, if you can explain to us in Shona? 
ibanjaleli belinge lama structures belinge lani lani futhi alihambanga ku congress sesibuyela njalo ku emnumsana nhlovu ngasichasisela ngolimi lesindebele ukuthi ubona kusenza kalani sisiyaphambili la ngikuyi ukuthi umnumzana chamisa engabomba elinye ibandla kumbe engalibombi ubona kusenzakalani njalo engakwenza njani ukuthi kuqhubeke kuhle umnumzana nhlofu inyabonga hayi ngokumazi kwami njengomlingiswa kulo mdlalo wepolitics umnumzana uchamisa kungenze ukuthi afome iphathi ngoba leyiphatha suka kuyo futhi isikhumbula ngekamalenze ngokuthi and this is the Zimbabwe, and this is So, we have all the party members uh, following him if he forms a new party or some will cling on to their uh, parliamentary or council seats and not want to risk losing the by-elections? I It's unlikely that people, those who have positions like councillor and, and MP will follow him because in Zimbabwe, these political positions are actually jobs for some people. That that's, they are means of livelihood. So it is it is difficult. It was a, it's not a wise decision for him to make it. He, he might have sacrificed his political career because I don't foresee people who who went into politics, campaigned, and won, deciding just like that to say ah because the president decided to leave, I'm also going to leave with him. So that then puts you know the the, the party CCC at a very big risk of uh, of uh, getting divided and this is getting annihilated by Zanopia that is doing it. So I don't think that everyone is just going to follow uh, the president. He, he has nothing to lose because he's not a parliamentarian, he's not a councillor. Um, he is trying to rescue a, a big career of being the president of the country if it happens to, to follow me again. But it's unlikely to do that now. I think he has messed up and he should just um, admit and the uh, step down and allow other people to take the reins of uh, the opposition space.
All right, thank you so much. And uh, over to you, Reverend uh, Timingu. As churches, you have engaged uh, these political parties, uh, and uh, or on the, or you say that they, whatever they do has an effect on the general population. What's your next step as the churches uh, following this development? Uh, uh, thank you. As a, as a church, we, we, are, we are not resting. We will continue with our, our call for dialogue because we believe that that's where we should start. And we will continue engaging with the political parties and um, the um, uh, political leadership, um, uh, including advocate Chamisa, because we still believe that um, in whatever form, whether he is another party, but he still plays a very important role in the politics of our nation. Because remember, we, uh, we cannot ignore a man who uh, garnered 4% or in, in an election. Uh, that's almost half of the country. And uh, it means there are people who follow him. There are people who uh, um, want him to be their leader. And uh, so we, we will continue engage. And our dialogue uh, that we are going to uh, push as a church is not only for the political players, but we are calling for dialogue that is inclusive, a dialogue that brings in together all the people of Zimbabwe so that we can create a future and accommodate everyone, not to create spaces for political players only, but uh, obviously the political players at a higher level are the first people that we are going to engage, and then our, our local community and the business people and all other stakeholders, including CSOs, in trying to prepare ourselves for the next election and also to deal with the issues that are affecting our country uh, at the moment. Thank you so much. I understand we have a caller from South Africa. Siawamugela uh, Wushelo. Yebo Manjane. Yebo Mbanes Kulumalaye, Ungapi, Gwelizu, and Jalwekai, Uvelangapi. Kutno <laughs> May you give us your last word, uh, Mr. Ndlovu. What do you foresee happening if Mr. Chamisa forms another party? Will it uh, be still as strong as it was before to challenge the ruling party? Or you foresee the numbers dwindling or <laughs> adding up? Yes, in brief. Because, because of the fact that he is dealing with, as I said earlier, with people who hold positions of, of, of power, parliamentarians who, you know, that is the thing of like I said, 
it's likely that he he might lose some people to those you know um, some some voters to those people. So the the party uh, is divided most likely. It's unlikely that he will rescue all all party. So I don't foresee it, you know keeping the strength that it had towards elections that year. I do not foresee uh, the CCC continuing to be the party that we have known it to be and which Amisa are enjoying the same following that he enjoyed in the past. It's likely that you would have, you know, silos, groups, kicks here and there of this party and that Mangoma, like in the past, Mangoma, Shikala, with a party, you know, BT, a party, small, small, but it's, it's, it's not going to be the same. It will never be the same again. Uh, thank you so much. We have come to the end of our show. We would like to thank our guest, uh, General Secretary of Zimbabwe, Council of Churches, uh, Reverend uh, Wilfred Domingo, and we would like to say thank you to political analyst, uh, independent, Bernard Begilizwe Mlovu. Tandanjalo Ogubonga, Abala Lelibetu, Labo, Abas Kasileo, Mogus Chaila Otingo, Vesniga in Bonoya, Wo, Nalolu Daba, Olobutum Nomsana Chamisa, Usechia Ivanjalake, Lessi C. Oliver Lelisayo, Himi Ustandegilem Shang, and City Aslam and Ninjalo, tomorrow at eight o'clock here.